Yeah. Apparently this is our off-topic podcast now. attempted to stay on topic it, it didn't work everything always becomes political at some point in our conversation i can't help it if you're not a political being then you're just it's not just that it's the state of the world in our country nowadays like it's kind of impossible not to talk about it when it's everywhere like i don't even watch the news and i still know how awful everything is nowadays if you don't know how awful everything is or it is you live in a freaking bubble i feel like if you are not informed if you don't take a stand then you're complicit in all of the evil that is happening we legitimately have concentration camps down along our border and Mm. if you can't acknowledge that that's happening if you refuse to accept that we are the villain in this story then you're just being complicit but how many people in this country don't know that there are concentration camps in this country well they just refuse to believe it they're like oh like we're not nazis we're not that's not what we do this is this is why i don't watch the news i don't watch the news i just read it because i i can't i get so angry because i just cannot believe that in the 21st century this is our state of affairs we have not learned in the last 60 years 70 years how long ago was that whatever we've not learned anything we are literally just repeating history and it's not even been a generation like that is how sad the state of everything is now like we just celebrated d-day and for what so we can continue to starve and expose young children fleeing their home countries because of violence and whatever well, it's, other horrors. It's the belief that, it's the American belief that you were born into that. So that is what you have to live with. Literally, yeah, lit- that's literally what it is. Born into mumps. These people weren't born into mumps. Like we... No, but they were born into poverty and that is where they should stay and deal with it. That is literally the American ideology nowadays. I got lucky because I was born in America and I deserve to be here. You were born in Mexico, so you deserve to be there. What the fuck? That is not how the world works at all. That is the ideology of like 300 years ago. No, not even 300 years ago. Because I mean, granted, I'm getting into history, but I mean, 300 years ago, we were... If you look at North America, which was, well, we committed all types of atrocities 300 years ago. We still commit all types of atrocities. Oh, we but- have not changed in the whatever number of years that this country has been alive. How old is our country? I don't, I don't even know. We signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776. We're not even 300 years old. <sighs> we will turn 300 in 2076. And we'll still be making the same exact mistakes we've made then. Cheers. Well, you know, if our country isn't on fire and underwater. Um, that would be a fitting fate. I mean, that was legitimately all of last summer. I was legitimately thinking, I was like, mm, New Jersey sounds good. That's where a lot of cosplayers live. And then I was like, wait, New Jersey's not gonna exist in 20 years. Just kidding. <laughs> Sadly, I, like this is this is what makes me really sad is that the coasts are the most progressive places in the country right now, but they will not exist in 20 years because of rising sea levels. I think that 20 years, I think that will spend a lot. It's going to be a very painful end. Like I don't think it's gonna end in 20, in 20 years. But I think that we're going to be spending a lot of money and a lot of heartache trying to maintain. Oh, so those areas, New Orleans. Yeah, one hundred percent. Exist under uh, sea level, and then we're going to be like, oh my god, it flooded. What? 
You live under sea level. Like why? What are you trying to do? Build the new city of Atlantis? You're not magic or technologically capable. Technically, like Atlantis is, I mean, if you believe that like it actually existed, like it's lost for a reason. It got swallowed up by the oceans. I kind of hope that they find Atlantis and it's like some magical Mecca that we don't deserve. It's never going to happen because again, magical Mecca that we don't deserve. (laughs) That and we still don't explore our oceans at all. We we know more about space than we do about our oceans. Like how sad Mm. is that? The ocean is a dark, scary place filled with magical creatures and- I'm waiting for them to find a kraken. I want to write a book about a kraken because I read, oh, I read a book by Mira Grant. Oh my God, it was fantastic. It was about- these people that went on an expedition on a boat out uh-huh. to what is it Mariana's Trench the really really deep one yeah yeah I think I think it was out there I can't remember exactly because I don't actually know anything about the ocean and basically it turns out that mermaids exist and they fucking kill people oh my god it was great they just like they hop on the boat and start like killing everybody and I'm just like this is fantastic but like the best part was oh I'm totally spoiling the book for anybody who wants to wants to read it but the best part was that they were all I believe they were all males and the actual like queen of the mermaids was this giant like planet-sized creature that only rose up from the depths after like all the mermen had been like there's food oh my god it was insane it was awesome i want to write a story like that but there's a kraken there's legitimately a plot point in good omens where adam has a dream about saving the whales and this kraken just like rises up from the depths and starts attacking whaling ships yeah i remember that i don't want my kraken to have a face though that was weird I think it was so that they could specify that it was a sea creature and indicate that it was like something he came up with. Ah, I think sense. I think that was the tie because otherwise it would just like technically the kraken I believe is it's just a giant squid. Yeah, so like I think that was a way to specify that like this is something he came up with and this is like the connection they were making. But anyway, yeah, I want to write a book about that. I think it'd be awesome. But then again, I just like writing books about where humanity fails. We all get destroyed. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. We're we're so screwed. I mean, they've already stated, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the environmental news lately, but the, um, was it the permafrost is thawing 70 years before it's, they expected it to? Like, it's happening all over the world, which means it's releasing carbon dioxide all over hmm. the world. I'm just sitting here going... And we screwed ourselves because we've destroyed most of the vegetation in our world. It just comes down to the fact that like people are still in denial. I've had this conversation with my dad a couple times and he's like, I don't think we caused it. I think we contributed to it. And it's like the contribution Mm -hmm. is the problem though. We're not saying we caused it. There is a natural cycle to earth and its environment, but we have drastically sped it up to the point that we will actually wipe ourselves out because we are the least adaptable species on this planet. So just going from a chemical standpoint, vegetation is what turns carbon dioxide into oxygen. oxygen. And so if you have all of these, one, we're overpopulated, but that is not a Oof. talking point for me. That is a talking point for Melanie because that is her soft spot. Uh. <laughs> So we have all of these things that are contributing more and more CO2 to our environment. And it might not have been a big deal if we still had the vegetation to counteract it, but we don't. Not even close. Well, yeah, because we have deforested most of the world to make way for crops. But the crops don't have the same recyclable ability as the rainforests do. Or the, like, thick forest. Like, Michigan used to be a forest. It is now a fucking swampland. 
because we took down all the trees and put up crop fields. And unfortunately, because we're surrounded by water, <gasps> gasp, we don't have the ability to properly, like those trees were soaking up all the excess moisture. And now that they're not there, the water just sits there, which is why I'm sure you've seen this over in your part of the country too, the excessive amount of flooding we've had this year. We've had so much flooding. When I sat down for an interview with a local fire and rescue person, you know, they're like, we've had like three 50-year floods in the span of eight months. And yet there's people who are still in denial about it. That's what I find amazing. They actually, um, they put out some information recently in the local news Michigan, which is one of probably the cloudiest states, we are rated the second worst winter due to cloudiness. We've had more cloudy days on record in the past year than we normally ever have. Additionally, we've had more rain this spring than Seattle. <laughs> like, put that into perspective for a second. Seattle is known for being rainy. And we were just like, yeah, we're taking that title this year. I just find it interesting that a lot of people, not only are they in denial about it, but they're also, I guess, daunted by the task of trying to change it. I mean, this spring, we still had so much snow on the ground and the ground was still frozen. So when we had like this really strange heat wave, it melted like a solid foot of snow on the ground in a day. And you pile that with yeah i think we had like six inches of rain we literally had homes that had basements collapse in on itself when the ground is frozen you have no idea how that flooding is going to turn out or how that water is going to run because it, the ground's not going to soak it up we have spent so much money in disaster repair that i'm kind of honestly concerned that our fiscal conservatives don't actually think about fiscal conservatism like if you want to conserve money face the problem don't just keep putting a band-aid on a bullet wound well that's what we've been doing with michigan roads for decades now mm. and it's only going to get worse because we're not only are we not repairing things we're just like that's a good patch job that's the worst patch job i've ever seen but okay they're not they don't have the money we legitimately in the state do not have the money to fix our roadways Right. Well, I mean, you've cut taxes on corporations enough that there's literally no tax flow because half of your population is either unemployed or underemployed. And well, and then they're like, we're going to raise gas prices. And I'm like, I don't legitimately think you can raise gas prices to a point that is going to give you enough money to fix the problem. At least not unless you still want people to afford gas. And in this country, it is a necessity to have gas. I was talking to a friend who, I don't know if she doesn't have a car, doesn't have a driver's license, but basically we're trying to do a group cosplay and she we're going to help everybody out that, you know, doesn't have as much experience. But the thing is, she can't drive to go see other people. And the state is so spread out that it's literally impossible to go, like, communicate with people or do anything. Like, if you don't have a car or a driver's license or can't afford gas, you are stuck in your house because back in the day, we decided to fund personal transport rather than public transport. And this country is so spread out that it's not feasible at this point to even f attempt to fund public transport. And I honestly think that's one of our biggest problems because without transit, people can't get to work. And without work, they can't live. I mean, even our railway system is an absolute joke. And I get yeah. it, the country's huge. Like, it's not like we're Japan and can have railroads, railroads everywhere. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the city planning was so 
quick that now we're like, oh crap, we can't expand our roadways and we can't put in other transit because there's no space for it because nothing was planned in this country. Right. Everything is very reactive. Well, it's like whenever there's a lot of traffic, they're like, we're just going to add another lane. That doesn't lessen the amount of traffic. It actually increases the amount of traffic because more people are going to drive through there now. Adding more lanes doesn't actually do anything, at least according to the DOT. There's a lot of things we need to fix in this country, but none of it's really going to matter if we don't start making changes uh, regarding how we take care of the environment. There are some things that could legitimately help that if we did it on a large scale would make such an incredible difference. Like if we actually invested in solar energy, which I have an entire gripe about people's opinions on solar energy because people are like, oh, well, what are you going to do when the sun goes down? It's called a battery. Um, you, you store the energy. It's not like you, you use them immediately. You store the energy. So here's the fun thing is that people all over this country already, like if you can afford it and your energy company will work with you, you can actually set up your solar panels in a way that any excess energy your house doesn't use feeds back into the grid. Yeah. So people have been getting bills that pay them because they're feeding more energy in than they're taking out. Well, so we have a lot of wind turbines Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, because we have a lot of farmland in certain parts of of the state. And I was actually, I went to drive to see my aunt recently and all you see is just wind turbines for miles, but you'll see like these small patches where there are none. And I find it interesting because when you talk to the farmers that own that land, they're like, oh, it's unsightly. They're so ugly or like they start spouting some conspiracy about it. And granted, I don't know. I don't know the business plans of getting a wind turbine on your property. I don't know how that works. But it's one of those things where it's like you have to, as a farmer, understand that life is getting harder for you because the government and the big industries are making it more difficult for you to survive. So shouldn't you, if given the opportunity, take the chance to continue to do what you enjoy and live the life you want? So this this goes into a completely another issue where because their lives are so demanding that they don't have the time or the wherewithal to actually research information the way that you and I do. So all they get is what's being spouted at their church pulpit. Oh God. And because their church pulpit is being like, Oh, well, you know, this news outlet and that news outlet are spouting these immoral ideas. Then all of these farmers turn on Fox news and that's where they're getting their news from. That's where they're getting their information. I don't want to hate on anybody's religion, but I honestly think that certain sects of the Christian religion are our biggest enemies right now. They they are so like I know I said this word like 15 times during recording already, but they really are just happy being complicit, just not making any taking any agency of their own to make things better or to walk in the way of their loving savior like they just but isn't that what some sects of the christian religion preach god will provide so uh, there are some sects of the christian religion that preach a very passive interaction with your life and i just i grew up methodist like i my faith is very very important to me i am currently in the process of 
converting to Judaism just because of how I interact with my faith and what I want my faith to do for my life. And when it comes to conversations with my brother who grew up Methodist and is now evangelical, you know, he's constantly worried about my soul and because, you know, oh, like you're turning your back on Christ. And it's like, okay, but let's, let's look at this for a minute because you're talking about scripture that legitimately says, you know, I am the way, the truth and the light. The only way to the father is through me. So are we talking about the man or are we talking about his example? Because if we're talking about his example, then you've strayed farther than I have. But that comes down to the fact that there is interpretation in religion. Right. And everybody gets to interpret it how they want, and then they live their lives by how they interpret it, which has caused a lot of radicalism within certain faiths. Well, no, radicalism can be found in any part of humanity. It's, I, I mean, in the sense that people are using their faith as a weapon. It, it breaks my heart in so many ways. And well, because I actually, I, uh, cesspool that is Facebook. I have, like, I get notifications. So occasionally I'll go look and then I end up scrolling through Facebook like an idiot. But I saw a video that somebody posted recently about a pastor. I don't know where, I don't know who, preaching about how it is the police officer's job and their responsibility as dictated by the Christian faith to go arrest and kill gays. Excuse you? Yeah, no. And I'm sitting here going, what? It was all about like, what is it? The powers that be or something. I don't, I don't actually know a lot of the, the Bible, but he was quoting like the powers that be in referring to the government and the, uh, in, in police officers are the ones responsible for basically purging humanity of all of the bad. And while that is in some sense correct, they put gays in the same profile as homicide, rape, like all of this other stuff that I don't even compare to being gay. Like I just still don't understand why right. certain faiths have such an issue with other people's sexual orientation. But that's the thing is like they completely pretend, the Christian faith in particular pretends like none of that exists. They have mm. no faults. That's never happened. You can't prove it. The Pope sided with Hitler in World War II. People have such inaccurate inf information because there's still a lot of people who believe that Hitler seized power too. No, he rose very organically yes he was voted into power and people are like no he took power by force i'm like so, i'm, I'm no. glad you know how to read history congratulations like, no one man can do that evil men come to power on the backs of the complicit they take advantage of a situation which is it like because we've had we've had a ton of horrible events in our lifetime and it was just sad because we're not even 30. we've had so many horrible events in our lifetime that certain people have utilized and taken advantage of to gain power a very big one is 9-11 so many people became angry at the Islamic faith after that and used it as their only source of evidence for what the Islamic faith stands for, even though right. it is a radical sect of the Islamic faith. And they like you you try to talk to people about that and say, no, that's not really what that faith like is trying to teach people. And they're like, they use their faith to kill people. And I'm like, what do you think so the South is doing when they go burn the gays and they crucify the blacks? 
What do you think that they're doing? They aren't doing it just because they want to. They're using it because of their religion. So don't tell me that your faith is any better than anybody else's faith and that your faith is pure because it's not. Anybody can twist religion to match their beliefs. <gasps> you have no idea right now how I'm restraining myself. I am so angry and I'm trying not to shout and destroy the microphone. But like, I'm so sick of having the same conversations over and over and over mm -hmm. again about people just unwilling to even communicate with other people and realize that the crap you hear secondhand is exactly that crap. So I believe it was uh, President Kennedy that said, you know, it's not what your country can do for you. It's what you can do for your country. And that we don't live by that ideal anymore. Oh, no, not even a little bit. But I think about I think about that and what other ways that can be applicable because you you think about religion, right? And I when I confessed to my family that I was going to be converting to Judaism, they're first and foremost concern was, but heaven. And I'm like, I don't discredit anyone who believes in heaven. I think that heaven is a beautiful concept, but I don't think that you should believe in something because you're afraid of what you don't know. I don't mean to be the pessimistic agnostic in this conversation, but I think that has a lot of to do with why people are religious. I know. I Like, it's not intended to be, but I think that's why faith has such a powerful impact on people and how they live their lives because at the end of the day they are afraid but you know if you're if you're afraid of you know hellfire and whatnot shouldn't you i i don't think that some arbitrary statement of belief is going to pass the test for eternal salvation i just I also think Don't. it's it can be very difficult in modern day society to think about it. I think a lot of people get caught up in the present and everything that's happening now and their human beliefs and wants and desires and it can overpower religion. And I think it's very difficult for people to overpower that until they have some quote unquote experience that makes them see life differently. We are unfortunately still products of our environment, even as we may believe in something better. I mean, how many people do you really know of that are even remotely close to being holy? I don't know. Holy is such a weird term because you can respect someone, but I am human. I can't decide whether or not someone is holy or evil. Like that's not- I mean, in the sense that they exemplify those traits. Not that they are holy, because I don't personally believe that any human being can be holy, but that they exemplify the traits that are suggested or encouraged by their religion. I mean, the current Pope doesn't do a bad job. Mm -hmm. Dalai Lama? On that note of the Dalai Lama, I do find it interesting that certain parts of the world seem to do better in being better, I guess. Because I, I, there are like, what is it? Buddhism and Taoism. I don't know the exact specifications of those religions but they right. they seem more focused on otherworldly than human worldly and i think that that practice is better for people because it constantly reminds them of something other than themselves well it gives them something to strive for rather than to shy away from and i think that that's the issue i think i think that's why i wanted to convert because my walk in faith needed more inspiration than fear and i 
I don't know. It's it's so hard. It's so hard. Like faith is so hard because it's so personal. And I think people don't always think critically about the things that they inherit, whether it's mm-hmm. biases or uh, religion or political views. Like people just don't think critically of the things they inherit. Well, that's why for centuries, religion was passed down. You were just expected to believe because that was what everybody did. And I honestly believe that we are one of the first generations that is starting to think critically about our, our religious beliefs. I don't know how many millennials I've spoken with who grew up in the Christian faith and have since chosen not to practice and believe in it anymore. It's interesting to say the least. I will never say that people need religion. Faith is a different story, but faith is something completely different. Faith is a concept that you can't really, really explain. Not really, but yeah, an absence of religion does not mean that you have an absence of morals. The two are not mutually exclusive. Well, and I also want to point out on the concept of morals that morals are not inherent. Mm. I have a serious issue with the American society in the sense that they believe everybody should believe in the same morality, not realizing that the morals we live by in America are not the same morals that other countries live by or other people Mm. live by. And then when they don't, we damn them. Right. It comes back to, uh, the best way for me to describe that is the D&D alignments. We place somebody in the evil category, but we place them in an evil category because their morality does not match ours. They personally don't see themselves as evil. Evil is not something somebody actually is. It is simply a label that we place on others because of how we see them. Well, and just to bring this back to our discussion of the environment early earlier, like if we look at this from a religious standpoint, you know, if we inherited the earth from, you know, whoever your deity is, like, isn't it your moral obligation to take care of it? And if you don't believe in the great beyond, isn't it your moral obligation to take care of it because it's respectful of other humans and other creatures? I have so many like flaws in that in that entire statement (laughs) because one if you believe that the world was given to you by your deity that is suggesting that your deity has control over it and your deity will provide though so what difference does it make well that's not really what i meant it's but that's how a lot of people a gift is a lot of people interpret it that way though god will provide god will take care of everything but I mean, a gift is a is a gift. Like what you do with it is on you. I, but that's how you, again, how you interpret that gift. Mm. That's how you interpret control. If you believe God controls everything that you do and everything that happens, then what difference does your choice make or your actions? On the other note, the leaving it for other people, that's suggesting that you care about other people and respect other people enough to give them something else that is good. A lot of people believe, well, I got something that's crappy, so I'm going to give you something that's also crappy because that's how the world works. Like, I, I wish, I so wish that there was goodness in humanity. And occasionally I see it, but it is so easy for humanity to become corrupt. And we have fallen further and further into corruption to the point that it is very, very difficult for me personally to see the good. There's my little spiel on, uh, we're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know. You and I have had a lot of conversations about like optimism versus pessimism because I can't help myself. Well, <sighs> we're both realists. You and I are technically both realists. However, right. when we discuss things, you look like the optimist 
and I look like the pessimist, which is odd because you've had worse life experiences than I have. Although, I mean, okay, so complete side topic really quick. On that note, it reminds me of, oh, what was the TV show? American Dragon with Jake Long. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. uh, do you remember the Oracle Twins? Yes. How the one who could see the future was gothic and the one who could only see the past was bright and sunshiny. Right. I think that's kind of how I would describe us. Like, you have seen the worst in humanity, so you believe in the better. I have, well, I, I wouldn't, I've seen some bad humanity, but I haven't seen as much corruption and badness as you have or experienced it personally. So all I can think about is the bad, mm. if that makes sense. Like you fear what you do not know. I, I guess I just know that society's capable of worse things. Like we think I it's mean, bad now, but all I can think about is just wait until it gets worse. You don't <laughs> think it can, but it will. And it, I guess a lot of it's my experience is like, I've seen people people only out for themselves. Right. I mean, I think you've seen more good than I have, though. I've seen brighter sparks of good. There's a difference. Not more, just brighter. I don't think I've seen much goodness at all, to be honest. It's really hard to think of the world as just a dark place when you have gotten to watch a young paralyzed Iraqi boy just light up because he will get to go to school because he just received his first wheelchair. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in the hospital and like I would kind of fall into like these big pools of um, flashbacks with my PTSD, like it was that singular day that pulled me out. Like just one day. Sometimes that's all you need. We need more good days. We need more good people. <laughs> I I believe humanity is capable of better. We have compassion. We have the sentience to make a difference. I just always see people making the selfish choices. Right. And like, I get it. I'm not really one to talk. I mean, I make selfish choices. I could waste all of my money on saving the environment. And instead I go spend copious amounts of money on fabric. And I get that it's not everybody's responsibility to make a difference in the world or that their specific response is to make that difference in the world because we all can make a difference in different ways. I guess the people who have the opportunities to do so are the ones that seem to be falling short. I mean, I mean, the people, okay, I'm not a politician. I don't have a huge following, but the people who have large followings, who have the influence to make a difference, choose to make selfish choices and not better the world for other people, if that makes sense. There's, there's a lot who are like that. Unfortunately, they get the better power. It's easier to be corrupt than it is to follow the law. We have a lot of people that are doing a lot of good. It's just a matter of whether or not they're able to obtain enough power to overwhelm the people that are doing bad before it's too late and we don't have long <laughs> i was gonna say i think it's already too late yeah i mean i just i don't i'm not an ecologist i don't fully understand environmental sciences it's not my area of specialty special specialty whatever Uh, But like, I can tell you that even if we made all of the right choices today and we implemented all of the green energy options today, it would not be enough. We are not going to just reverse all of the damage we've done. Oh, there's no way to reverse it, but we can pull back to give us better opportunities in the future. But the thing is, we don't, we don't, we have to commit to it. 
and we just haven't. We don't know what's going to happen though. We have never done, we've never seen this before. We have no idea. Like we, like I just said earlier, the permafrost is freezing, is thawing, freezing, I wish, is thawing 70 years ahead of time. We think we know what's going to happen, but we really don't. And by the time we do, if the, if no. everything continues, we're not. Late. Yeah, we're not going to have the technology, the money to change anything. And you're going to watch the brunt of society face the consequences because they don't have the means to help themselves. That's what scares me because it's already too late. By the time you realize yeah. the problem, it's already too late. We tried. The Obama administration tried. One person can only do so much. The worst part is when we continue to talk about how great America is. And then China is the one that is making all of the green cities. Instead, uh, Same with India, actually. Yeah, like the countries that we as Americans often look down upon are making the most strides here. Meanwhile, we're just making a wall that's going to completely screw over the environment. Oh, our uh, toddler in chief also wanted to uh, attack Iran recently. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And then he got a... He pulled out of his plan at the last minute. Oh, why? Because somebody told him he couldn't? Somebody took away his toys? Is this blasphemy? Are we allowed to talk about a present this way? (laughs) Yes, because free speech. It's a fucking amendment. You don't have that anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, I think they took that away five years ago? Along with your right to, um, what is it, assembly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's not allowed anymore either, by the way. No, like I'm legit uh, about that. They actually, we had um, a rally here at the state capitol last year, I want to say. And um, the cops came and shut it down because they were blocking traffic. Yeah, they're, um, some states are really, really bad about the, that kind of legislation. I remember when I was actually um, in college, they shut down a rally too. They like arrested the students and everything, even though I'm pretty sure it was a peaceful protest. It's kind of like what happened with the Dakota Access Pipeline a few years back where like some of these people, these peaceful protesters that had every right, had every right to protect their land because it's theirs. It's their sovereign land, not ours. They were put in effing dog kennels. They were kept in dog kennels. Yep. Because you don't actually have rights in this country. We like to pretend we do, but we really don't. You don't have right to your own body, especially if you're a female. You don't have right to make your decisions. You you don't have rights. America is not the land of the free. It is a giant freaking smokescreen. And yet we continue to live by the arrogance that America is the greatest country on earth. <laughs> Show me the I evidence. I think Americans are the only ones who think that. We are the only ones who believe that. Oh my God. The rest of the, con- <laughs> the, rest of the world is sitting at home laughing. They are literally, like, they, no, okay, let me rephrase that. Okay. 10 years ago, they were laughing. They were like, oh, ha, ha, Americans are so dumb, blah, blah, blah. Now they're like, what the fuck? They're sitting here looking at America going, how dumb can you truly be? Because we continue to prove that we can still be dumber. We can still make more bad choices. Mm-hmm. We are not doing ourselves any favors. And the rest of the world is like, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you making these decisions? How can you do this again? I think American, like from a strategic, like a military standpoint, we are incredibly stupid to isolate ourselves, especially from our northern neighbors. If we really wanted to go toe to toe with the world, we'd be so without, screwed. We, we'd be so screwed. Like, do not think for one minute that if what we were doing was detrimental to the world as a whole, that Canada and Mexico would be like, yeah, uh, 
guys, we are open. Come. We will give you free access. I'm like the reason I'm pretty sure that, every country we'd be like, you fucked stuff up. Now you have to deal with it. I, I think that we would get dismantled before. I kind of hope we do. I personally think America is too big. I think it is causing us too many issues. <laughs> oh, bam. I threw that out there. Now what? <laughs> I love my country. I wouldn't have I don't. served it if I didn't. But it's really, really hard to see decisions made in the Midwest that are extremely detrimental to the people I have served with out on the coast. I just continue to watch the South take away women's <clears throat> rights and the Midwest for that matter. We're not doing a good job either. Fuck Ohio. Oh, in uh, South Dakota, religious adoption agencies can turn away... Gay couples? LGBT couples. Yeah, no, that's a legit thing like everywhere, by the way. That's not just... That's not just there. No, I know, but it's been legalized in South Dakota. Which... Actually, so technically, I find I find this to be a very interesting law, and I think... I'm not sure if it's everywhere, but it's definitely here, where you have the right to decline... So giving somebody service because of your religious beliefs? That it's not every state. Okay. It is not consistent across the union. Yeah. I, I just find it interesting that we continue to pro like promote separation of church and state. And yet ch the church of one religion continues to run this country. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think that we should break down America. I think that it would be better off differently. Because it's gotten to the point where, what is it, Alabama... Where even if women go to get an abortion in another state outside of Alabama jurisdiction, they can still be criminally persecuted. Yeah. Even though mm -hmm. it didn't happen in that state. Mm -hmm. That is literally, that should be illegal. Because now you're, you're suggesting that literally anything that happens in another state is, is punishable in your state, which is bullshit. That's like saying you go to do something in Canada and it's punishable in America. Like, no, that's not how jurisdiction works at all. That's why I think that like America should break down because there are certain parts of America that are doing really, really well. And people have progressive ideals and believe in autonomy of someone's body. And I think that people should be allowed to live there and not fear persecution in another state. Yep. Let's go to the West Coast. <laughs> I heard Seattle's nice. All right. Well, I think that is all the time we have for this off-topic pod podcast. I hope you enjoyed our excessive amounts of rants. Oof. This is, this is a full podcast. That was an example of one of our off-topic podcasts. We will be posting those between seasons over on our Patreon, which is The Shiny Squirrel. If you want to see more of our off-topic podcasts, they're going to be all completely random, not arts-based. They tend to get very political. Um, you're welcome to subscribe to our Patreon, and you will have access to all of those.